This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Joel Noodleman's debut book, Inheriting the Earth, won the 2015 Olive Schreiner Prize for Prose. It has been described as follows. A perceptive first novel that speaks to the quest for personal identity amid the dilemmas of a white tribe lost in transition between the imperatives of old and new social order. Jill joins me now to talk about the book and her current work, having just returned from Birmingham, where she spent two weeks in residence as part of her PhD in literature. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Did I make a mistake there? It's yeah, it's actually a PhD in creative writing. In creative but, writing. Yeah, can I move this a little bit? Sure. sure. <laughs> okay. um, Jill's just making herself completely comfortable in the studio, and we are. Jill, Thanks. maybe that's where we can start off looking. Um, you combining degrees, academic degrees, with writing. Is that the norm? No, it's not the norm. Um, I think I'm doing it for self-advancement or... Um, and it's quite an, a self-indulgent route to go. I think I'm, I'm very privileged to be able to do it like this. Um, both times you, you get an, a, an immediate audience to, to, look, to read your work, which is a privilege, and you get a very considered audience and um, a very um, sort of intellectual audience to, to dissect your work with you and, and look at foundations why you're writing the book, which I think it's important. I think it gives a work its... It's, um, it's, you know, it's weight. So, um, I think what intrigues me is like when I see academics, I see it as a means to an end or somebody, something that's passionate about, you're about, something you are passionate about. And writing, for some reason, I see as more a labor of love, a need to tell. And maybe in a way, I'm trying to find out to what extent are you merging the two and to what extent are they seen as separate entities? Um, well, they both labors of love. Um, I, <laughs> when I, I wrote the cre- there's there are two components to a creative um, PhD. The one is the creative project, which I wrote a novel, and the second aspect is a critical component, um, which which um, draws on the scholarship around the, the issues I'm dealing with. Um, while I was writing the creative component, I wish that I was on the academic component, and now that I'm on the, the <laughs> academic component, I wish I was back on the critical. It's, I mean, it's at times it's like drawing blood from a stone. Uh, maybe the, the creative more. You know, you're really faced with a blank page, with the scholarship, scholars, uh, the, the critical. At least you can draw on scholars yes. in the field. Um, when, you, when you started writing the book, were you already registered as a master's student? Which one? The, um, Inheriting the Earth. No, no. For a year, I just messed around. I don't know what I was doing. So it gave you direction. Mm. And in terms of the topics and themes, um, I mean, I, I mentioned in the introduction that it's seen as a quest for personal identity amid the dilemmas of the white tribe. Is that what your kind of academic exploration is as well? Always. For my first book and this book I'm doing now, um, it's always about white belonging in in South Africa, whiteness in South Africa, anxiety around us, our belonging and rootedness. Um, and and I think the second book I'm dealing with even more fraught, and it's quite a fraught, contentious. And it changes all the time. It changes all the time. And the second book's it been interesting because I'm doing it out of the country. I'm doing it through. I read it through the eyes of my my English supervisor. And um, 
it's so what I'm looking at this time is a disgruntled whiteness. I'm looking at people who complain and who you know run down the government and complain about corruption. But I don't, I don't want to um, advocate one position or another. Definitely, I don't want to advocate this position. I'm just exploring it. I might be doing it with sympathy, but um, I certainly don't want to, uh, I, you know, I don't want it to be read as me trying to defend some underlying colonial attitude. South African history at the moment is quite fraught, it's, and the issues are very, very sensitive. And I wondered if you felt a backlash to your book at all? I mean, the, the reviews have raved about it, but did you feel a backlash? Well, no, not once it was published, but I felt it, within the in the master's program, I, I sometimes felt uncomfortable dealing with, the, with race. And race is a really uncomfortable topic to deal with, and I think that's the very reason why it should be dealt with. I think we do need to ask these questions, but it's hard. It's uncomfortable for me. I'm scared people will misconstrue my words, and, and they do. There, there is this tendency to have this knee-jerk reaction when I start talking about it. They don't hear wh- where, what my position is. And, um, you know, there's this culture of calling out and virtue signaling. So it's very nerve-wracking. <laughs> Are you dealing with that aspect in your second book? I'm dealing – I'm not – no, my, no, I'm dealing with – not within the book, but I'm dealing with reactions around it. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm, if I should say this, but I, I, I went to speak to an academic, um, at a local university about my book. And before I said anything, she said, how can you do that? How can you recenter whiteness? How can you try to re- rehabilitate whiteness? I think, you know, if, I think race in academia is very fraught, especially since that fees must fall um, issue. And I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. What I did find, and I have read the book Inheriting the Earth and I enjoyed it thoroughly, is that you do give lots of voices. Your characters all represent different voices within the book. Um, is that a conscious effort? No, no, no. nothing was conscious. <laughs> just, I, I, I don't plot my novels beforehand. They just flow. And sometimes, I mean, in that particular book, I thought the main character, Rose, had died. I th- like, I thought, I think she's dead. Where is she going to go from here? And, but then I managed to re- resurrect her and carry on. <laughs> I hadn't plotted out. It's more work because then you can go back. You have to go back and, and, you know, uh, correct. So I think the two burning questions I would have to have, uh, ask you following your comment is, one, to what extent do you put yourself in the character? To what extent are you that character? And then the second question is, um, when you start writing, do you just, is it free thought um, at the beginning, or do you start off with your introduction and your conclusion and all your different plots and, you know, map it out and then bring it together? When I, when I, um, first started writing the first novel, oh no, not first started writing, when I, when I gave it to my daughter Lee to read, to read, she said, Ma, this is you. I mean, my character was, is basically me. I think there's a lot of the author in the book. Is it conscious? No, no, no. I'm, maybe a, a writer more worth her salt would be able to put yourself, well, you should put yourself in the shoes of of the other. You know, you have to think, what would this person think? And in fact, when I went to speak to that 
bit, oh, I shouldn't say bit fat, <laughs> academic. She said, why don't you put your shoes in the, why don't you just put yourself in the shoes of a black person? And I, I said, no, I, I can't do that. You know, first of all, I'd get into trouble for reappropriate, for appropriating the voice of um, a black person. But I, I think it would be very difficult. Um, I, I don't have that knowledge. And, and um, in terms, I mean, you, you have male characters. Yeah, Can you put I, yourself in? in the yeah, I think they're quite sketchy. And I wrote a second book in between, which I, it hasn't been published, and I, I do want to work on it after I'm finished the PhD, which is divided into three voices, and two of them, or one, are men. And I think. I don't know if they come through authentically or not. Because I do think your women characters, and in fact, um, when I read this, the citation of what your book is, and when I think what I thought the book was about, there was a schism. Um, I didn't read it in the same way. I saw those aspects. But for me, it wasn't necessarily about race and identity. It was a story for me, and the women characters came across. And it was, in a way, mother-daughter, granddaughter, kind of strong female identity coming through and uh, that for me touched me maybe more. Well I'm pleased because you don't, I, I don't want my books to come through a some academic tone or some didactic, you know some uh, position or some behaviour that I'm advocating I want to It's see, a story I want it to be a compelling read Yes, They're ultimately what it is which brings me to that question that do you plot all your characters first or do you just Write and whatever happens happens. Yeah, what I uh, yeah the the novel takes me along a path. I'm not sure where it's going to go, and uh, I go on this unknown journey with an unknown destination. <laughs> so you haven't got your end in mind. No. Your your characters decide at the time what is going to happen next. Yeah, definitely. And well, that, uh, and that thing that characters speak to you and they take off on a life of their own. I don't believe that. I don't think so. I don't, it didn't happen for your, me. Your characters ended. Uh, I had to think very carefully, you know, what they were saying, where they were going. They never took on a life of their, their own, own and started, yeah, starting to tell their own stories <laughs> independent yeah. of what you had to do. What I loved about your book, um, Jill, is the fact that it is set in Johannesburg and in the Drakensberg. And, you know, when you describe that route, that driving, that mm. so many of us can identify to. And, uh, and to what extent is your um, city, your country, part a character in your book? Well, I think it's... I think it's very part of me uh, that the landscape of Johannesburg. Um, I think it's it's a yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's a as you say, it's a character. It's really part of the the of my whole milieu. It's very important to me. I feel very much grounded in in this country. And my my book that I'm writing now for my PhD is the same. It's about it takes place in Johannesburg. It's about a single Jewish woman this time. Who lives with her, uh, her mother, her demanding aged mother in a flat in Kalani. And uh, it's very much based in, in Johannesburg. And again, the themes around identity, what it means to be white in South Africa. Race. So she, she, um, she works at a library and, and she's angling for the position of directorship, but it's given, given to a black woman. And she's so hurt and resentful. She believes the appointment is a... Um, 
a BEE appointment. So it, it's quite contentious, this. Yeah, you, what you are doing is making yourself so vulnerable. And you are putting yourself out there. And, you know, the fact that you said, Lee said, oh, Mum, this is you. You know, do you wonder that people are thinking that they can see you there almost, you know? Well, maybe I'm holding up a disagreeable mirror to, to a cer- certain type of whiteness. That my, it's not, it's, it's, I'm, I'm looking at it. Um, You're not claiming it. Inside a p- position, but I'm certainly not claiming it or advocating the, these characters' um, opinions or, or, or positions. Do you have favorite books that you look to for inspiration? Um, every book I'm reading always inspires me. And do you, you know, read? Do you um, read while you're writing? I didn't for for the for inheriting the earth. I, it, it was too distracting, but this one I've read a lot while I've been writing. And, and at my supervisors, um, you know, pushing books onto me all the time, novels. Um, for inspiration or mm, for? For inspiration to see that it's, you know, it's, uh, some book is dealing with a particular, as- a similar aspect I'm dealing with. Let's see how this um, writer's dealt with it. Uh, he, he, t- told me to look at a book called uh, West by Karis Davis because of the female protagonist or um, another one Into the Distance by Hernando Diaz to look at the structure you know it's, I'm getting this wonderful did you input. Did you always want to write um, Jill? I think I did as a child I think I did I just really? forgot life took me you know life distracted me yeah. I did I, for, I remembered it when I was 40 something <laughs> And, and obviously you bring a maturity, I mean. Yeah, but uh, you know, you look at someone like Sally Rooney, he's all of 20, I think, I don't know what she was when she wrote that Ordinary People, I think she was about 24, you know, oh. Well, well kind of, often I get, um, my guests are violinists or conductors, all the rest, and they always say that they, they couldn't actually do anything else, you know, that, that's their passion. Do you feel the same about this? I think so, and I, and I really like bringing in the the academic aspects of it because I think that's my passion too. I'm not an academic, but I love I love extending myself. I love I love that that aspect of it, the scholarship. So um, your book is coming out soon. I hope no. This. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I need to find a publisher. I need to yeah to to make second and. Tenth drafts and find a publisher and submit it as the, you know, the PhD and. I mean, the fact that you have received an Olive Schreiner Award certainly must bore you, you know, that you're getting something right. Uh, it's very prestigious and the citation was very beautiful. Um, do, do you feel that puts pressure or, or provides opportunity? No, it definitely provides opportunity and not that I've, I've uh, exploited it in any way. I haven't, no. you know, I need to go and promote myself to publishers, which I don't. <laughs> Hello, publishers out there. <laughs> it's, it must be very hard, especially as and I'm picking up, you are a shy, quiet. Your, your character is a shy, quiet, introverted person, and I'm guessing that is pretty much the same with you. Um, we look forward to seeing your next book um, and the third one that you've started that you will get to after your, I don't know what the chronological order is well, now anymore, um, <laughs> your next book. Um um, Jill, thank you so much for coming in and sharing some insight oh. into the life of writing in South Africa. Well, thanks very much for having me. <laughs> thank you. That was Jill thanks. Needleman. After the break, I speak to Ariella Rosenberg from Ort.